Hi everybody, Rusty and Dan Herrera with you for this edition of the KTM Summer Grill Ready to Race. 12 months ago, we spoke with our next guest. His is a great story, a great story of resilience, a great story of making it to the top when others uh, have probably been more in the spotlight when it comes to the Australian motorcycle scene. It's awesome to get Andrew Houlihan back on the show. How are you? I'm great, thanks Rusty. G'day Dan. Let's let's reflect on the year that was, and, and I suppose that's a tough question to open the account with because it was a case of so close to something really significant and an injury at the final hurdle changed things, didn't it? Yeah, it was, you know, a really disappointing end of the year. We we set some very high goals at the start of the year um, and we were, we were on, track, on track to, you know, exceed them. I'd led the whole year winning the Veterans World Championship uh, at an unbeatable lead. I was sitting in third place in the 450 World Championship class. Um, and then just before the Portugal round, round five, I had a small low-speed training accident here in Australia, um, which ended the year for me. So you've ended up second, but I, I sense in you, um, because we know what you're, you're like, Andrew, that this has only hardened the resolve for 2024, has it? And that you might in fact, go and base yourself um, in the Middle East to really tick this tick this box? Yeah, yeah, you know, second was... You know, we wanted to finish up on the podium, but after leading the, all the year, uh, to come second, I'm fairly disappointed. You know, I've had Speed Cafe behind me all the way, um, pushing and pushing, and then... So, yeah, second's just not good enough. So next year, uh, as soon as I'm healed up, I can try and base myself out of Dubai or the UAE. Um, so I can train harder, less logistics to get to the events. And obviously being over there in the dunes, that'll prepare me for Dakar in 25. Probably worth um, just expanding on the injury if you can and how the healing process is going. Yeah, so the injury was, uh, well, at first I thought I'd done a, a chucky. I thought I'd broken the femur because when I landed on the ground, and, uh, my leg was totally deformed. I couldn't move it. Um, it looked like a bone was poking through the skin. So we called an ambulance, uh, misdiagnosed kind of at the hospital, couldn't find any fractures, but my kneecap was about two inches out of place. So um, they couldn't find anything, thought it was swelling. I jumped on a plane the next day and flew to Portugal, um, tried to get on a bike and race and couldn't. Flew straight back home and the surgeon looked at it and I snapped my quadricep tendon, which moves you which sort of governs your whole leg for movement so that explained why i couldn't move my leg um they operated straight away which was a little bit complicated because i've got titanium knees um so they drilled three holes in the kneecap and sutured the tendon back through the kneecap and lifted the kneecap back up and now it's uh yeah in recovery mode now it's pretty gruesome stuff there so you're um you're not racing in dakar 2024 because of that injury but you are still going to be there in Saudi Arabia. Can you tell us about what your role there is going to be? Yeah, so I'm going over um, to 24, Dakar 24. I've got a lot of, obviously got a lot of mates racing um, and I'm going to follow the race for the first five days and just hang out with a couple of the guys that are racing. Maybe the main reason is uh, I've got friends racing in the Malimoto class, which is a totally unsupported class. And that's what I'm probably looking at doing in 25 is the Malimoto. So I just need to find a little bit more, you know, get my head around what they're doing and how they operate. 
Um, the last two Dakars I've raced, I've had full support. So I've come in, got off the bike, uh, had mechanics look after everything, had a physio, got off the bike, eating some food, going to bed, woken up the next day and repeated the process where Mally Moto is, you have no support. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go there and find out, you know, watch the guys and, and talk to them and yeah, find out what it's all about. That don't undersell that for a moment. Just to share with the audience how potentially difficult doing Dakar that way is. I mean, it just, I mean, in the broad description you've just given, it sounds brutal. Yeah. You know, the the first Dakar I did with full support was brutal. It, uh, it nearly ended. It was nearly enough for me. <laughs> um, so these guys in Malimoto, you know, they're given a, a trunk, like a big suitcase and a spare set of wheels, and that's it. They have to service their own bike. If they have a mechanical issue, it's up to them to fix. Um, everything relies on on them. Um, zero support. So you know, a lot of these guys might, for 15 days straight, might be averaging three or four hours sleep every night and you know, spending 10 to 12 hours in the dunes or riding the bike each day. So, um, you know, preparation's the key. Uh, I think I've got the experience now and uh, to go there and be prepared enough to be able to do Malimoto. So it's, yeah, definitely a big ask, but, I, uh, you know, it's something I want to do. The uh, the route for Dakar 2024 has come out, I guess, from your, you know, you've been there and done that a few times. Have you had a chance to look at what the riders have got in store for them this January and and what they can expect and including, because you talked about Malimoto, they've got that 48-hour stage now as well. So how do you think that's all going to go for them? Yeah, look, the routes, it's great. Um, it's changed up. The first five days, I've, I've, we ride a lot of that in our Baja rally. Um, so I know that, that terrain and conditions. But when that marathon stage comes in, and the, that's going to be a real decider because it's a new process for Dakar. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out. You know, obviously at a certain cutoff time, everyone has to stop and they go to a uh, reserved area. Um, so I'm not sure how it's going to go, but it's definitely going to make it more interesting. I think all the new things they've done at Dakar with timing, uh, bringing the, the field close together has, has made it a lot better, uh, more competitive for the riders. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it, all, how it all pans out. Keep your kind of cafe hat on for us, as frustrating as it is for you to be a spectator there in some respects and to sound like you're so close from a, an injury perspective to being back on the bike anyway, why don't you kind of cast your eye over the, the kind of front-running Aussies for us, the, the, the guys like... Toby Price and um, Chucky and so on, and, and give us your thoughts on how you, you think they will fare this year. Obviously, uh, you know, I want to see Toby wrap it up this year. Possibly could be his last year on a bike. Nobody knows. Um, he's, I still think he's the number one in the world, regardless of his results. He's had a few near misses and some bad luck. So I think Toby's going to be, I think he's going to be there to prove a point this year. Um, Chucky's such an unknown because he's that much natural ability. He's been pretty quiet on the radar since his uh, accident up at Fink, and he's been keeping things under wraps. So, you know, he's he could go there and surprise us all as well. But the top ten in Dakar, you know, Benavides. Um, I've got a good friend in Ross Branch from South Africa, who um, I'm always rooting for. He's my second favourite behind Toby. Um, but I, I think you know you've got to put your 
if you've got a back Toby this year, if I, in all honesty, I think it could be his last year on a bike. Um, hopefully it's not, but yeah, he'll be there to prove a point, I think. And I, I guess you you mentioned the Benavides. There are a couple of those. Um, obviously, someone like Ricky Brabeck will be keen to put things right after last year. We can say the same about Sam Sunderland. There's a, a really big contingent across those big teams, KTM, Gasgas, Husqvarna and, and Honda as well. Yeah, there is. You know, and you got guys like Skylar Howes, um, Mason Klein, who's now racing on the Cove, Chinese Cove rally bike, just got a last minute ride with them. I think there's 15 guys that can, you know, 15 guys there that could possibly win. Um, Bradley Cox, a few of the guys in the rally two class that have just stepped up. Uh, Michael Doherty from South Africa. There's a lot of fast guys there. So, and Dakar is such a, um, unknown. Anything can happen over those 15 days. And you only look at previous last round of the World Championships in Rally du Maroc. Sam Sunderland um, had an accident before the race started. Skylar House had an accident before the race started or on day one. So it's, um, you know, that's where I think Toby's got that experience. He's just so calculated about everything. Um, but yeah, anything can happen at Dakar. It's, it's an unknown. What about 2024 for you? What's that looking like? It sounds as though it's going to be actually quite a quite a packed program for you. Yeah, well, this year was has been crazy. This year's been you know more demanding than Dakar because I've had six races in seven countries. Sorry, seven races in six countries, um, and then I missed out on the last round with my knee. So I've been in on a plane, you know, spending 60 hours flying to and from each race. Next year, I think uh, if I can base myself out of Dubai, that will cut down that first 14-hour leg for me. Um, but, yeah, it'll be packed. Well, I think we've got um, eight rounds of the World Cup that finishes in late November. And then I've only got you know, four or six weeks until Dakar. Um, and we want to try and squash another. I've got a race directly after the Baja in Greece. And I think we've got a one-day break and then Heller's rally starts for five days, which wow. um, we're fairly certain we're going to race as well. All right. So, yeah, 2024 is going to be a, a big year, but it's all pending on my recovery too. Well, it sounds like it's on the right track, which is great. The, the enthusiasm with you as always, mate, is, is boundless. Um, what about, you know, long, longer term? How much longer do you want to kind of keep doing this or is it a case of... of ticking, you know, some personal goals before, you know, you contemplate rolling off the throttle? Yeah, you know, I think I'll do it for as long as I can. I'm about to turn 55 now. Um, I've had a, a lot of injuries, a lot of big injuries, a lot of operations, but I'm still, I've still got that passion and that drive. Um, I thought this one might have knocked me on the head a bit, but it's it's made me just want that even stronger. Um, it's, I, I just want to, you know, that's why Mally Mato is so big for me because I, I want to see see if I can do it. Well, I'm confident I can do it, but how hard you can push yourself. So you know, a couple of other boxes we've got there is the Baja 1000 in Mexico, which we were thinking of to do in, 25, in 24. But now this injury is taking me back to the Baja World Cup. So, um, yeah, I, I think I, I'd like to go till I'm 60. Nice. Well, we wish you all the best for uh, the festive season, most importantly for the recovery. It's an inspiring story, and we hope that uh, the 2024 brings you all the success that you're looking for. Thank you so much for talking to us once again on the KTM Summer Grill. No worries. Thank you.
There he is, Andrew Houlihan from Albury for this chat. But looking like basing himself in the UAE in 2024 for what's set to be a very big season. That wraps up this edition of the Summer Grill, all brought to you by KTM, ready to race. Make sure you check back in with the Speed Cafe website tomorrow morning to see who our next guest from the world of motorsport is. You could be a winner each episode of the Summer Grill. KTM are giving you the chance to win a bar stool, a mug, and this race-inspired clock as well. So there's more good reasons to tune in and hear from some of the stars of world motorsport here as a part of the KTM Summer Grill. All you've got to do is click on the link below, fill in your details, and you could be in the running to win.